Welcome back to Free Agent Fridays on The Andrew Hain Show. In this series, we highlight the careers, accomplishments, and aspirations of all the free agents in the sports business world looking for work in the midst of COVID-19. In today's episode, we held conversations with several qualified free agents. But first, a word from our sponsors. What's going on, everybody? This is Nick Lawson from Squad Sports. We're really excited to be supporting the Free Agent Friday series. A lot of great talent out there. Without further ado, this is the next free agent you should be signing with your sports team. All right, we're back for another Free Agent Friday, and I have Jarrett Forrest with me. How you doing, Jarrett? I'm doing well, Andrew. How are you? I'm doing great this morning. It's, it's nice out for once. It is. Some sun. Is. Yeah, not too bad. So let's let's talk about your college experience, where you went to school, and um, what degrees you have. Sure. So I actually originally went to school at your college, Pennsylvania, straight out of high school. Um, I, I'm okay to admit that I was young and I was stupid then. Um, <laughs> like most of us. I yeah, mean. <laughs> this was 15 years ago. Uh, I didn't think at the time college was for me. So I actually left York, I came back home, uh, worked with my dad and was a golf pro for a little bit. But uh, eventually, I enlisted in the military, which gave me the opportunity to utilize the GI Bill. And I came back home after six years in the Air Force, and I graduated from Temple University. Nice. That's awesome. Thanks for your service. I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, when you were in school at um, Temple, did you do any internships at all? Yes. Uh, so I did a lot of volunteering. I volunteered first with the NFL draft. I was lucky when the draft was here in Philly. Uh, I was lucky to volunteer there. I also freelance wrote for uh, three different websites uh, as far as football and fantasy football. Um, so that was helpful. But my big internship came in my senior year uh, working with the Philadelphia Soul, where I was the um, football operations intern and uh, kind of wore a lot of different hats uh, under Bo Bell and, and the Soul. Now, what got you into sports? I mean, were you an athlete? Did you play? So. I mean, I, I hate to say it, but, you know, I've always been a fan and I'm sure <laughs> that's the blanket response. But um, I was an athlete growing up. You know, my dad had me outside constantly. I played football, played baseball. As I mentioned before, I played golf. Um, so I've always been playing. In high school, I had a, a terrible, terrible injury to my shoulder. Um, so I had it completely reconstructed, uh, broke my collarbone, three ligaments, <laughs> dislocation, the whole deal. Uh, so I kind of reflected on that and said, you know what, maybe playing uh, isn't the route I should go. I can't, I can't have these injuries. Um, so I, I just started kind of studying it and, you know, I always wanted to get into scouting with football. Football's always been my first love. Uh, but then, you know, working with the soul and getting a taste of the business side, I just fell in love with it, uh, even more. Arena football is a lot of fun and great. the the soul have, you know, been a very successful team, um, over the years. So, Definitely uh, would have been good when you yeah, were. No, yeah, it was, it was when, phenomenal, and we made it to the championship game the year I was interning. So that that was nice. Lost, but it was still a great ride. Who, who do you remember? Who you guys lost to? We lost to Albany. Albany. Okay. Um, what kind of stuff were you doing when you were with the Soul? Uh, so, like I said, I wore a lot of different hats, and I remember specifically the day that I accepted the internship. I was uh, introducing our executive in residence at Temple, and it was James Van Stone. And, uh, you know, he runs a lot of the, basically half the league when I was around. And he said, you're going to wear a lot of different hats. So I did a uh, market, a lot of marketing with local restaurants and, and, uh, you know, furniture and clothing things. Cause a lot of the restaurants give back to the team 
and bring the players in for, for food. And, you know, that's one of the benefits of the arena league. Um, I did a lot of communications and event organization with the meet the soul day. Um, so we brought in press and fans and you got to look at an open scrimmage against the new Atlantic city team at the time. Um, and that's really where I fell in love with the communications aspect. Um, just kind of being the liaison between fans, media, and players and staff. What is kind of your dream job that you're looking for? Uh, I, I mean, in a perfect world, GM of an NFL team, right? But that's that's shooting for the stars. Um, can happen, though, to, man. It can happen. I, oh, absolutely. I believe in myself. Uh, I know it can happen right now. I, I love the fact that I was with a startup professional league. I think that, you know, a handful of people can, can say that. So that was a dream job, to be part of a startup professional league. Now that I've done that, I want to keep growing. You know, I'm in the communication sector of professional sports. I love to be, you know, keep going with the director of communications for a specific team, for a specific NFL team, I, I think is uh, is a realistic goal for me right now. Nice. So uh, communication side, um, where'd you go after the soul? So after the soul, uh, I graduated from Temple in uh, May of 2019. And there, it, was, it was tough. I mean, it was about four months where uh, I have about 300 cover letters saved in my computer right now. And I was sending out applications to everybody. And I was lucky enough to get a call in November for a job that I applied to three months prior. Um, and Gina Antoniello from the Guardians, the director of communications, uh, said, you want to come in for an interview? You know, we're interested in you. Um, and so in November, uh, I went in for the interview with Gina and Janet Duke, um, Anthony Zaccone. And uh, the interview went well, and they decided to, to pick me up for the season. So while you were with um, the Guardians, what what kind of responsibilities did you have? So it was a, yeah, it was a pretty big team, but the communications uh, sector was only two people. It was only me and Gene. Wow. Yeah, so for a professional <laughs> football team, we did a lot. Um, yeah. It was great. I loved it, every minute of it. So obviously the primary – aspect of it was being liaison between players and media, especially for a startup league as big as the XFL was in a New York market. You know, that took a lot. Uh, we had a lot of media wanting to attend practices, wanting to come to games. Um, I was responsible for writing and releasing a lot of the press releases, uh, designing the game notes, designing the flip cards, releasing that to media um, and the suite holders. Uh, additionally, you know, if, if players needed something from me, uh, they would come through me and then I would relay it back to the business side. So a lot of that was minor. A lot of that was song requests for pregame, but still, I mean, for them, that's an important aspect, right? Oh yeah. No, uh, it is. That's uh, yeah, these guys. No, they're all about it. Um, and then, you know, we had a lot of, we wanted to get the community to know the players. So we had a lot of, uh, we brought them on to Fox in New York city. We had an interview with one of our running backs, Darius Victor on NPR. Uh, where he told his amazing story growing up in a refugee camp and then coming here. So I, I would liaise on that. I would take him into New York, where a lot of these people have never been. A lot of these players have never been to New York City. They don't know how to handle it. So um, that was an experience for me. And then on game day, it was I managed a six-person staff. Um, so we had great help. Um, and then I helped uh, manage the MetLife press box, which is massive. Uh, if you have been there, it's huge, <laughs> just a gigantic press box. So I helped manage that. Um, we had a lot of in-game um, activities. And if you're familiar with the XFL, you know just how 
uh, up close and personal it was. So mm -hmm. we had a lot of responsibilities with that as far as on-field interviews and in-game hosts. And then I helped uh, with the press conference afterwards. Did you travel with the team as well on the road trips? Uh, Gina traveled with the team. I didn't because with a two-person team, we figured the best way to go about this was she would travel with the team and then I would stay at home and kind of just listen to the to the game and, and take notes on what could be talking points for the press conference. Right. And luckily for us, that turned out to be the absolute perfect way to go about it, especially with our second game of the season. We had some things happen where we had to be prepared going into the press conference. And I was able to relay that to Gina, you know, as soon as possible. What's kind of your most memorable, you know, moment or event there while you were there? That's a great question. Um, I would say opening, opening day, uh, we were lucky enough to host also. So the first, our first game was at home and, you know, walking out onto MetLife field with our logos and the fans were great. The fans were going nuts, which was awesome. Um, and then just to feel the players and, and to see how excited they were and, and uh, to be a part of it and to, to have a win and for everything to go well and just three months of planning for for that game was uh just so rewarding yeah i i talked about it on one of my other episodes i game first game of the year is always because uh, nobody knows everything you had to go through to get there no, nobody but you nobody. and that that group and mm -hmm. it's uh and then when you see everybody having a good time and to get exactly. a win is even better. So. Oh, it was great. And it was, it was so nerve wracking going up. I, <laughs> I couldn't sleep the night before. And I got to the stadium at about 5.30, 6 a.m. And it was me and the operations manager. Yeah. And I was just like, I just don't know what to do. I just can't sleep. I just had to be here. Um, and then sure enough, you know, time flew. And oh, yeah. the game was over before we knew it. And I was sitting in the press box kind of reflecting yeah. and everything. And it, it, was, it was a little emotional. It, it, got, yeah. it, was, it was great, though. I always like to go and get there first and just kind of sit in the stands when nobody's Take there and just kind of like think about what it took Absolutely. to get there. It's, Absolutely. It's, it's cool. I love that. Um, what would you say is the biggest skill that you'll bring to a new position? Uh, I would say my maturity. Um, I think that my maturity stands out above my peers. And I'm not saying that my peers aren't mature, but I think that something comes with six years serving in the military that can't be taught, you know, in school. I think that's why I'm so so kind of dead set on a communications position because I have the maturity to be with professional athletes and not be starstruck. You know, I know that I have a job to do and I need to own it. And I think that communications, you need a special kind of maturity to, to go about and to handle your business. Yeah, definitely. What would you say uh, you need to work on the most? When, again, I'm going to rely back to the military just because it was such a big chapter of my life. Um, but when I got out of the military, I was in a position where I was leading 13 people, 13 man teams overseas. So I had a huge leadership role. I think coming into a position like this, um, with the guardians and with the soul, I had to learn to be more of a follower than anything. I had to, I've humbled myself and I know that, you know, going into it, I need to be a fly on the wall in every room that I can, every meeting that I can, and I need to saturate everything. I need to learn. And I need to follow before I, before I could lead like I did in the military, like in my past lives. Uh, that's good. That's definitely an adjustment. Anytime you're in leadership to not being in leadership. I mean, 100%. It's, 
it was tough for me when I first did it because I've always been on the leadership side and then to not, uh, definitely, uh, it's a learning experience, which is it is. Good. It is. So give us a fun fact about you. A fun fact about me other than I was in the military. Um, that's a great, great question. Uh, so, okay. I had, uh, and it's not too fun for me knowing how me and my now wife are reacting to it. Uh, I had my wedding postponed and then canceled due to COVID. So I was part of that crew where um, COVID really impacted not only my work life, obviously, but my personal life. Um, On April 10th, I was supposed to be married uh, to my now wife, Ashley. Uh, We had to postpone. April 10th was also the day that the XFL shut down. So not a great day for me, but it's okay. Uh, so we postponed um, to July 9th, so just a few days ago. And uh, obviously, you know, anybody who's familiar with New Jersey right now, that clearly did not happen. Um, so me and Ashley decided, you know what, we're just going to cancel. We're not going to put go through the headache of that again. Um, you know, whatever refunds we could get from the venue or the companies we get. But let's just do our own thing. And uh, so we're going to try and just have a small dinner with our family you know, when, when indoor dining opens up again, but, uh, not opened up there yet. Oh, they opened up for a week. Um, and, and I think you saw how the South <laughs> kind of responded to that. Right. So, uh, governor Murphy decided to just close it down for now, which I think is a smart move. Um, yeah. you know, don't be safe. Yeah, exactly. Don't get hasty, but, uh, it might not be a fun fact, but Ashley and I were able to look back and laugh at it. You know, we're happy. We're, we're fine right now. We didn't need the big wedding. So, uh, it is so when is. are you, when's the plan then to officially get uh, married then? Or have so, you already done the paperwork? So we, and so, everything? Yep. So nice. Congrats, yeah. man. Uh, we Congrats. were actually officially married uh, last November. Okay. Um, so we didn't tell a lot of people then because we had gotten married for uh, special circumstances okay. um, uh, for family purposes. Yep. And um, we didn't tell a lot of people and we were going to go into April as if that was the day we were getting married. Right. Uh, I have my vows written out. Um, nice. Still haven't sent them to her. So uh, <laughs> I had a military friend fly out who's ordained, who's going to marry us. But um, yeah, officially we've been married since November. The anniversary that we're celebrating, since there's so many options now, uh, <laughs> is going to be the April 10th. So the original okay. day of the wedding. Um, and that's what we're going to do moving forward. Nice. Nice. Well, congrats. Thank you. I, I just uh, had my 23 year anniversary. Congratulations. Got married at 18. I wouldn't recommend really? that, but <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. That's great. But uh, no, it's good. It's good when you have that with your next position. Are you open to relocation? 100%. So again, Ashley is a nurse, so she's been going okay. through hell this whole time with COVID. Yeah. But um, one of the first things I told her when we started dating was, listen, I'm pursuing a career in sports. It could take me anywhere. Um, she says, I'm a nurse. I don't want to stay in New Jersey. So, as this application process is going, uh, my radius that I'm setting for mileage is unlimited. Uh, I'm willing to go anywhere um, if I believe that the position is right for me. I'm not going to, you know, move Ashley and I across the country for, you know, a part-time or an yeah. internship. Um, I know what I'm qualified for and, uh, if the, if the right full-time position opens itself up in California, I will move 3,000 miles to California um, if I believe it's right for me and me and her. 
No, that's good. So are you a gamer? I see like you have like a gaming chair there. Like yes, my son has so, the same one, yes. but in blue. Very observant. So <laughs> I have, uh, I have my battle station here. Um, it's uh, a stress reliever. So yeah. I have that you can see in the corner, um, yeah. is my little gaming monitor and, uh, my PS4 underneath it. And honestly, the only time I play is with my military friends. It's how we stay really? in touch. So we play nice. Call of Duty. Um, and then I have a couple of computer solo player games that are just kind of just keeping the mind sharp. A lot of puzzle games I like to do, um, yeah. for myself, but yeah, it's, it's therapeutic. No, it is. It is. So I, my son got that chair maybe like two months ago. So I, it's a great, it was a great deal off Amazon. I think it was a hundred bucks. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, it's, so, it's phenomenal. I love it. No, that's good. Well, Hey, I think you got, you know, a bright future, man. You know, I, I think, that. I think you got some, some great experience, you know, the military thing, definitely, you know, I'm sure it helps with discipline and everything else. So, um, hopefully we can help get, get the word out there about you a little bit more so people can get to know you and hopefully uh, we'll see you back, back in the saddle soon. No, well, I appreciate you having me on. I, I like, I, like I told you before this, this call started, it'd be foolish for anybody not to take this opportunity, you know, get ourselves out there. Um, I would love to see more of my friends on talking to you. Um, and I'll, I'll be sure to suggest that they do, but Definitely, um, sure. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, again, thank you for having me. And, uh, hopefully the next time we talk, it'll be to update you on a new position. Yeah. Sounds good, man. All right. Andrew. All right. We're back again for another free agent Friday. And today I've got Doug Brown with me. How's it going, Doug? Pretty good. How are you doing? Oh, doing good. It's been a good day so far. So. Can't complain. <laughs> Let's get um, started. Kind of walk me through your college experience and what your degree's in. Sure, sure. Um, so I went to uh, Arizona State University, uh, got a degree in sports business, uh, undergraduate degree. Um, was uh, born and raised in Fort Worth, Texas. Uh, went out to ASU for school, and uh, I loved every minute of it. Are you still out in Arizona now? Uh, I am yes. Uh, okay. Graduated uh, graduated last May and never left. <laughs> nice. When did you realize you wanted to work in sports? Um, you know, probably not as long ago as uh, some people. Um, I would say probably maybe tail end of sophomore year, probably more uh, in my junior year of college. Um. You know, I grew up a big sports fan, definitely, um, but didn't really learn about the, uh, you know, the working, the job side of it um, until I joined uh, this specific major. What's your favorite teams? I see you got Pittsburgh Pirates back there and the Spurs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, big, uh, big Spurs fan. They're definitely my uh, favorite pro team. Um, and then, you know, I'm a big uh big college athletics fan. So everything, uh, everything your, Sun Devils. Oh, Sun Devils. Okay. Just yeah, making sure yeah. sometimes people like a different, you know, college than the one they went right, to. Right, right. No, nah, that's cool. So when you were in college, did you do any internships or volunteer work? Um, you know, not as much as, uh, some people maybe in this degree. Um, part of that was kind of learning about it, uh, at a later time. Um, I did do a few things here and there. Uh, I volunteered with the Arizona State University football equipment staff uh, my freshman year. Um, that was a very part-time basis, pretty much just you know once or twice a week kind of deal um, throughout my first semester here. 
um, you know, had a, found them through uh, Twitter actually, and just kind of reached out and, you know, they said that volunteers are welcome. And, uh, you know, I met some really cool people through that and got to work on the sidelines a few games. And um, so, yeah, I did that. And then uh, freshman year and the sophomore year, I did um, a social media internship for a local golf company in the Phoenix area um, called Golf for Cause. Um, the lady that runs it, owns it, a uh, very good person. Um, she brought me on, um, you know, through a job board post. Um, so got some social media experience uh, early on, and uh, I really enjoyed that job. Um, and then, uh, yeah, that's about it for volunteer, uh, you know, internship type stuff. What was kind of your first taste into um, like a sports job? Um, well, I guess I said I didn't learn about it until later on, but I guess the equipment staff was my first taste of it. Um, just kind of, you know, being around the people that did it full time and seeing that that is a position. Um, I guess, you know, as far as my major goes, I didn't really pursue it until later on, but that was probably, you know, that was probably the first time I've ever been somewhere in life and, you know, man, like, you know, people actually work in sports, you know, it's not just players. So it's funny. It sounds like since we're in it now, it's like, that sounds weird, but like thinking back and I've had so many people that are on the free agent Friday say the same thing. It's like, didn't yeah. even really think of it that way. Cause you look at it as, you know, the, you know, what's out in the public and that's the players right. and, and the games. So, yeah, exactly. So what other kind of, do you have, um, yet some other stuff with synergy sports for a little bit? What was that? Yeah, that was a, uh, so the title was a baseball statistics logger. Um, found that one through a sports business association. They were looking for people to come on and, uh, it was a remote job. I did it for probably just under a year, uh, maybe a little less, uh, just uh, kind of log on to their database, uh, watch games, um, log all the stats that happen, um, anything from, you know, strike ball uh, to was it a walk, a hit, you know, who fielded it, um, you know, where were the runners. Um, so definitely got some uh, some computer skills and some, uh, you know, attention to detail experience with that. And how about I saw um, something else um, for racing? Yes, uh, Mauser Racing. That's a uh, freelance position I have. Um, found uh, it's a company based in uh, Texas, where I'm from. Uh, Mauser Electronics. They uh, they have a racing division of their marketing department. They sponsor uh, an IndyCar, a Formula E team, and uh, also a World Endurance uh, Championship racing team. And so that's uh, like I said, a freelance position that I do. Uh, I run all of their social media, um, write press releases. I do some blogs for them. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, probably my biggest experience so far. Um, all social media related, uh, you know, I work right alongside the IndyCar team and the Formula E team to get content out, um, for the sponsorship side. Um, you know, I've had the opportunity to go to a couple of different races, uh, on, uh, the Formula E series and the IndyCar series to do some in-person social media and uh, do some other stuff around the track with that. Did you have to do like any graphics work when you were doing any of the social media stuff or was it just 
managing the overall platform? Yeah, it was basically managing, um, sending out, you know, day-to-day tweets. Um, the graphics and stuff like that was actually done all in-house uh, by the home company, by Mauser. Um, so okay. basically just kind of log on and, you know, tell them what I need or what I wanted and uh, they would produce that. Yeah. How about what was your um, latest position that you had? Um, so, yeah, that was the, with the Arizona Diamondbacks. I got on with them back in uh, February of this year, 2020. It was in Ticket Operations. Uh, ticket Operations Associate uh, was the title. Uh, it was part-time, but, um, you know, kind of, uh, uh, you know, unwritten uh, both sides. You know, like it was probably going to lead to full-time. I would like to hope, uh, yeah. you know, nothing's guaranteed. But it was definitely getting my foot in the door uh, at a professional level. So I took it, you know, no questions asked. Um, so that was basically working, you know, box office, um, in the back end of the box office, uh, you know, printing tickets, uh, helping get, you know, big groups set up with their tickets, uh, making sure season tickets went out correctly and, uh, just kind of doing anything and everything that revolved around that. Good mix. So, you know, you kind of have some sales experience from a few of the positions and then social media. What's kind of your ideal role that you're going to be looking for? Definitely. Um, You know, like you said, uh, sales and marketing, uh, social media specifically, what I have experience in. So, I mean, I'm really open to anything. Um, Marketing would definitely be my number one area. Um, You know, I love the aspect of trying to make a team or, you know, a company look good. Um, I think that's something that is interesting and there's a lot of different ways to do it. Um, you know, social media is obviously one of them and it's growing by the day. So I know that's a good one oh, yeah. to be involved with. Um, but it's also probably the one, um, one of the more popular ones to get involved with too. So what would be your dream job? Dream job. Um, you know, for being honest, I don't know if I have one yet. Uh, I kind of want to experience some different areas before I really, you know, make my mind up, Uh, you know, different areas is in different jobs with, you know, different types of teams. Um, You know, if I had to pick one right now, uh, you know, head of marketing or something like that for a uh, motorsports team would probably be pretty high on the list. Okay. What would you say is your biggest skill that you'll bring to a new position? Sure. Um, you know, I just, I want to learn a lot. Um, you know, I don't care what level the position is. Um, you know, I'm going to go into it thinking that I can learn everything there is to know about it. Um, I'm always looking to get better. Uh, you know, I'm never really satisfied with, uh, you know, what level I'm at, no matter, like I said, no matter the position, I know there's always something to learn from it. And, I guess just kind of bringing that mindset in uh, would probably be, uh, you know, the biggest skill that I have. That's good. I mean, I'm been in a 20 plus years and same thing. I just want to keep learning every day and I still do learn a lot. So, you know, you right, want to keep right. that, you know, to really, you know, progress. What would you say is the biggest area you need to improve on? Yeah. Um, probably my confidence, um, you know, in a, in a social setting, um, you know, I'm not necessarily a shy person, but I wouldn't say I'm really outgoing either. Um, and I think that kind of transfers over to work. Um, you know, I'm not 
the shyest person in the office, but I definitely want to get better at, you know, speaking up and making my voice heard. Um, and, you know, learn, obviously learning the right times to do that. But I know, uh, you know, sometimes uh, whether you're the new guy or the oldest guy, if you have a good idea, you know, people always want to hear it. And, uh, you know, I want to get better at making myself, you know, speak up and share those ideas and share my comments. How would you define success? Success for me uh, in like a professional setting would be, you know, if I can make the jobs of the people around me easier, uh, whether it's a coworker or my boss or my boss's boss, you know, if I can make their lives easier, then I would say that I've succeeded at what I'm doing. Um, you know, sports, obviously, you know, like your team winning a championship or something like that is the obvious answer. Uh, but yeah, for a professional level, if I can just do whatever I can to help the people around me, um, you know, I would say that I would say that I'm doing pretty good. Nice. Yeah, it's good. I like that question because there's no wrong answer. It's like every, every person values different things and, um, uh, just always good to see. Um, we talked a little bit about the, where you'd like to work, you know, as far as, um, jobs is relocation an option. Uh, yes, definitely. Okay. I, uh, you know, I love Arizona. I love Texas, but I'm, you know, I'm definitely open to trying new things, new States, new cities, uh, you know, whatever it may be. Nice. How about the, I always like to end with uh, a fun personal fact about you. Sure. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I'm a big golfer. Um, I like playing golf. I like watching golf. I like just, uh, being around golf. Um, you know, I try to play as much as I can. And, uh, you know, on the weekends, it's definitely one of my go-to sports to have on the TV. So how good are you? Uh, uh I'm not bad. Uh, <laughs> I don't, uh, don't want to, don't want to brag about myself too much, but, uh, you know, I can, I can hang with, uh, I can hang with most people. Nice. Yeah. Did you play like, you know, in high school or college at all? Like, like on a team? <clears throat> Any tournaments? Um, not in college. Uh, I've, uh, I played just, uh, my senior year in high school. Um, kind of, uh, I was involved with basketball and stuff growing up, uh, or other sports too, basketball in high school. Um, didn't really learn about the golf team until probably my junior year. Um, so senior year decided to go and join it. Uh, you know, I play weekend tournaments here and there in Arizona. Um, but, uh, mostly just for fun with friends and stuff like that. We're going to see you in on tour anytime. <laughs> probably not. Probably not. Well, maybe probably behind not. the scenes, but probably behind not the scenes. There you go. I love the golf, but I suck. <laughs> I'm <laughs> definitely not any good. I'll admit that if I get under a hundred, I am happy, but I stopped even counting score and I, I count how many balls I lose. <laughs> and so my goal is, you know, Hey, can I get away with not losing one ball a hole? <laughs> if that happens, I'm good. So, well, you're no. not the only person that uses that metric. So, Oh, good. There's others out there. That's who <laughs> yeah, I need to play with. <laughs> <laughs> no doug i want to thank you for for joining me and uh hopefully you know we can help you get back uh, to work soon definitely no thanks uh thanks for having me and thanks for the opportunity all right we're back for another free agent friday and today i've got miles menza with me how are you i'm doing good how are you doing 
Good. Thanks for uh, connecting with me. Um, let's got to jump, jump in. Um, tell me a little bit about your um, college experience. Right. So I went to Hofstra University on Long Island, New York, a, a mid-sized Division One school. I was a student athlete, baseball player, played there all four years, um, infielder. It was awesome. We played in the CIA. Um, so we, you know, we went up and down the East Coast. It's a great academic school. I'm from the D.C., Maryland, Virginia area, so it was about a five-hour drive. Uh, I loved it. It was awesome. I recently graduated, so kind of sad about that, but I'm excited for the next step. And, um, yeah, I'm always going to be an avid Hofstra fan. And, uh, yeah, I'll always be appreciative of the opportunities that they gave me. It's a great school. Mm-hmm. When, I mean, you're an athlete. You know, did you – when did you realize you wanted to be on the, the business side, so to speak, of sports? You know, hang up the cleats um, and get in the front office. So this – baseball operations has always been something that has – interested me since I was in high school I always thought it'd be cool to be a scout or you know uh, front office player development and um, like player personnel and stuff like that when I really went forward with it was like going into my sophomore year or my no the end of my sophomore year in college to tell you the truth I was a talented player but there was a lot of more talented like players who are more talented than me and I was like okay you know I had that dream of being a pro a pro baseball player um I didn't give up, but I was like, this could end very soon. You know, I, we traveled all around the country and we, we played some talented guys. So I really focused in on, you know, in the future, like what is the next step? And uh, I luckily had a mentor help me out with, um, you know, the right resources to kind of help my resume and um, make me more attractive to, to major league teams in terms of hiring me for, you know, entry level positions. Uh, So junior year going into senior year is when I really honed in on um, updating my resume to to be as attractive as possible um, to major league clubs like, you know, certain analytics, analytical skills and Spanish and um, baseball technology and a a bunch of things like that. What would you say is kind of your dream job? My dream job would honestly be if I was to name one job I would love to be head of um, scouting you know uh, vice president of of obviously like organization but like I'm really in scouting I'm really into player development um, I'm very in touch and uh, knowledgeable about the prospects of a lot of clubs and I just I love that side of scouting players and, and knowing their talents and, and where they'd end up and where they where I think they should end up what would you say is kind of like your biggest skill that you'll bring to the table for a new position? To be honest, I think that my biggest skill would just be my willingness to learn and kind of like um, my youth curiosity. Um, I'm always, you know, reading new things, trying to learn new things in the baseball industry, but also just everything. I'm, a, I'm an avid, avid learner, I would say. Um, and I'm, I'm always been like up for, up for anything you know if they if they give me an assignment if anybody gives me an assignment I'm going to do it I'm going to work hard at it and um, do the best I can and come out with a really good result so what would you say the biggest area you need to work on biggest area I need to work on um, would definitely be not my listening but I would say mm, I, I love to read sometimes listening would be sometimes I I think a little bit more than I need to listen, if that makes sense. Yeah. 
no, definitely. I mean, it's tough. I mean, you're coming right out of school. So, I mean, you know, there's going to be some areas that uh, you'll adjust to, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, while you were in school, were you able to do any volunteer work or any internships? I know as a student athlete, sometimes that's difficult, but were you able to do anything? Yeah, that was, to tell you the truth, that was tough because um, college players, they play summer baseball. So every single summer I was somewhere playing baseball from the beginning of June to like the end of July. I had um, internships that were remote, but they, uh, my schedule didn't allow me to do anything in um, the baseball industry. Um, so this would have been my first, this coming summer would have been like my first opportunity. And what was that? That was that a internship or was that a, a position? Yeah. So that was, um, uh, a minor league video intern position with the Washington Nationals at their uh, short season A affiliate in Auburn, New York, the Auburn Double Days. And that would have been, it was an internship position, but it was like an everyday type of thing, very hands-on. I was very excited for that. But, you know, due to coronavirus, um, making a lot of things complicated, they had, <laughs> yeah. to can- <laughs> they had to cancel the position. But, you know, um, I understand. I think everyone understands. Uh, what we're going through right now, what everyone's going through. And um, I'm just ready for the next opportunity that they can give me or uh, a major league club can give me and excited to get in the industry. How um, would you define success? I think success is very subjective because people would say that the amount of money that they make would make them successful or, you know, the job that they have or the family that they have. For me, I would say for my next step, um, starting a career and having a job that like I really enjoy and want to go up, want to go out there every day and um, have like, have fun with my job. I, I, my father always told me to get a job that you, that you enjoy. Cause then you won't feel like you're working every day. Um, so I, guess, I tell my kids that too, man. It's, yeah. it's true. It is true. Follow your passion. So I guess that would be success for me is um, a career that, you know, I enjoy every single day. And, and going out there and just having, having fun with, with my work. How about a fun fact about you? What would that be? Fun fact about me. Um, let's see. I, I love music, big music guy. I follow all, all genres of music. I can't sing, but. Uh, In the shower, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm a big, I'm a big shower singer, <laughs> but uh, can't sing, but I'm a, I'm a love. I love music and every single genre really. I'm just, a, I've always been a big music fan. How about I saw on your um, resume, um, you were involved in a podcast. What was, what was all that about? Yeah, I actually started a podcast about a month ago. It's called Student Athlete Combo. And basically, it's a podcast to help current and um, aspiring, aspiring student athletes like, you know, high school kids who play sports who want to get into, into college and play. It helps them with the academic side, but also like the overall experience, whether it's sports, academics, time management. Um, when I was, you know, a freshman and kind of my sophomore year, I had some trouble um, getting acclimated to the student athlete lifestyle. And I'm, I have the podcast to help them and um, to get, you know, former student athletes, some pro players now, um, and also current student athletes, get them on the podcast, interview them, talk about what they did to help them and how their career is going and, ter- and also my stories and what helped me and what I went through to help, you know, kind of like paid for it to current student athletes and then aspiring student athletes who, who want to play in college. And it's pretty good. It's pretty good. How often do you put that out? I put it out Mondays and Thursdays. It's only been, 
this is going to be the fifth week that my podcast is out. So I have, nice. um, I think like 13 or 14 out right now. And um, it's, it's the beginning, but I'm doing, I'm doing some good work and I'm working really hard. So I'm enjoying it a lot. Nice. I'm just about two months into my podcast. So it's, uh, it's been fun. And then I started free agent Fridays maybe about a month ago. Okay. So it's definitely be good. So keep up that good work. And I'm assuming since you were willing to go up to Albany that you're open to relocating for a position, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. No, I think that's, uh, I think that's great. Um, keep in touch. We'll um, do what we can to push this out and help you hopefully get, uh, get in front of the right people, get you, get you back on the field in some capacity. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. All right. We're back for another free agent Friday and I have Maddie Derrick with me. Thanks for joining me, Maddie. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Andrew. So let's um, get started with your school. You know, where'd you go to school? Um, any degrees that you have? For sure. Um, so I graduated from Mercy University uh, a little over a year ago in Georgia, graduated with a degree in sports marketing and analytics and a minor in business management. Um, so those are the degrees that I kind of finished with, went through the sports marketing and analytics program there that kind of helps build experience uh, along with all that coursework they've got us doing. When did you realize you wanted to be in sports? So my freshman year, I kind of came in undecided, but my dad's a high school sports coach. He's a head football coach now, but throughout my life, he coached track, baseball, basketball, all the things. So kind of grew up in it. Uh, I was at a major fair my freshman year, just kind of wandering around and happened to see a table that was sports business management at the time is what our program was. Uh, didn't even know that was a thing. So I kind of got roped in that way, but uh, just saw sports and I was like, oh, that might be pretty cool. So spent like an hour and a half talking to uh, a couple people who had recently graduated. It was still kind of a new program, but after that, it kind of sealed the deal. So it's pretty sweet. No, oh, that's awesome. So were you an athlete, like, you know, in high school or college at all? Were you playing any sports? Um, in high school, I was a four-sport varsity athlete, so nice. did all the things, basketball, four years, so. So you had no time off. <laughs> yeah, none at all, and then I worked, like, on the games. weekends, oh, so, wow. yeah, I worked at grocery stores on the weekends, so I was busy all the time, but. Wow, that's good, though. It's good to have that, I think, um, being part of a team experience. Um, it's always something, too, that I like to see in candidates yeah, that I bring sure. on. So I noticed that you have done a ton of volunteer work, kind of, you have too much to spend a lot of time on it uh, for yeah, our segment, yeah. but walk me through some of the things that you've done there. Maybe some of the, the stuff you enjoyed the most or most proud of. Yeah. So one of my favorite volunteer experiences outside of sports at all was uh, big brothers, big sisters in middle Georgia. Uh, while I was in college, I had a little brother through that program, had him, almost the whole way I was through college. Um, we worked on school, um, getting his homework taken care of and all that good stuff, mentoring him that way, uh, but also having some fun. So got to take him to a couple Mercer sporting events, uh, something he didn't get a chance to see on his own uh, with his family. So that was nice. And college kind of gave me access to that, which was pretty sweet. Um, but just, he's a super shy kid, kind of like I am sometimes at first. So 
our first couple interactions were kind of quiet, trying to feel each other out. But uh, by year three, in business, like he's he knows my family at that point. I know his family. Nice. It was just a really cool thing. So, did you grow up close to Mercer? Um, I did not. So okay. I was born in East Tennessee, lived about four hours north of Macon, Georgia, and then my family moved to St. Simons Island, where we live about four hours south. So that was actually our middle ground point when we would go to our grandparents. So we would meet them in Macon all the time. Just worked out that that's where I ended up going to school. Nice. Maybe you were familiar with it. You're like, oh, let's go here. Yeah, it just kind of clicked. <laughs> <laughs> what um, is kind of the goal for your next position? Where would you like to be? So I'd really like to get back just to the Southeast region in general. Um, and I'd like to stay in sports. I really do like sales, just being a former athlete, um, that competitive nature is there, but also that team. Uh, and I like the team element that sales all across the industry has, like everybody gets that passion and the grind and the creativity that goes into all that. Um, so not only like your teammates at the team you're with, but all over the league, which I think we see kind of a lot of that now, but um, yeah. it's pretty nice. So I'd like to stay in sports sales for sure. Well, and it's cool. Even with other teams. I mean, what I like is it's you're competing with like, you know, you were with this, uh, the Spurs, you're competing with, you know, the Rockets, you know, do you guys going to do better into Like, I don't know. That's how I look at it. Like I'm always, you know, it's a fun little rivalry and then, you know, you have some internally, but more so outside and, you know, trying to balance like, Hey, we're part of the team, but you know, I want to kick exactly. your butt. I, I love the sales side of it. Um, yeah, no doubt. So how about, did you do any internships while you were in school? Yeah, a lot. Um, so with our sports marketing and analytics program, we had a uh, mentor program. My mentor was Amanda Dinkle with the Falcon. She's actually in community relations. So I worked um, with her. I got the opportunity to volunteer to do some youth football clinics and training camp, which was actually a really cool experience to get to do like in college. Um, nice. And then I worked interned with the Florence Red Wolves. Of, it's a collegiate summer baseball league in the okay. Coastal Plain League. Is that in uh, South Carolina, Florence, South yep. Carolina? Okay. South Carolina doing game ops type stuff, uh, in-game promos, helped out on the community relations side, uh, getting the players and the mascot out in the community, coordinating that, keeping them in line. Um, then I did Making Mayhem uh, of the Southern Professional Hockey League, did that all through college. Uh, I had a friend I worked with on campus who kind of got me involved there, and we did that together. That was game ops again. Uh, so before graduating, I had a ton of in-game game ops type stuff. Um, I did, did have a little like, bit of sales. How did you sales. like that? I love game ops, uh, but yeah. it's kind of for the same reason I love sales. So, you know, I think the fans kind of make it go round. So it's nice to get to be around them and forward facing. But I did have a little sales experience as well with an arena football team briefly. Which one? Uh, the Georgia Doom. Did they play so, in Albany? They were in Macon. Um, they just mm. folded, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. I used to own some arena football teams, so I remember there was a team there. Oh, nice. Um, so, I mean, that's good. You're getting a lot of experience. What You were doing some sales there with those guys? Yeah, a little bit. Um, it was the inaugural season, so it was kind of just trying to get it, you know, off its off feet. But – uh, it was a little bit of sponsorships. I ended up finding the uh, official chiropractor for the first season. So that was pretty cool. Nice. Uh, that was a big win from the jump. And then 
after that, it kind of stuck to the mayhem and stuff like that um, that I'd been doing, but helped him get off the ground a little bit for sure, me and a couple other students. Very nice. So what was kind of your first gig outside of um, school, like, you know, full time? Yeah, that was actually the Spurs. Um, oh, wow. Nice first so, spot. <laughs> yeah, it was a sweet place to land right off the jump. Um, some of my classmates were kind of jealous at first, but uh, worked out with our program. My professor got me in touch with the manager here. Uh, we hit it off, had a couple phone calls, a couple Zoom meetings, and then moved to San Antonio like a month after graduating. So. Wow. So what was that like for you? I mean, you're moving even farther from family and it's your first <laughs> full-time gig. Had to be a little yeah. bit stressful or nervous. It was kind of scary and it's totally out of my comfort zone. Uh, <laughs> I know I said like with the big brothers, big sisters thing, I'm kind of shy and reserved at first. So Usually moving, not good for sales, but. Yeah. Um, which I've talked to my manager and he was like, no, it like works out because you're very relationship sales driven. Yeah. So in the long run, it's good, but yeah. short term, sometimes I have to make that little push, but Less yeah, of moving a, a thousand miles so. from everyone I knew was whew, scary. <laughs> so when you were with the Spurs, what kind of stuff were you working on there? Um, mostly season tickets. I was a season ticket sales rep, so that was our focus, um, but we also do have the ability to sell group tickets as well as we had the hockey team here, the Rampage. Yep. Uh, we could sell Rampage tickets, um, and then we could sell some premium spaces as well. So, so how'd you do in your first year there? Everything. Um, I did pretty well. I, you know, did what I was supposed to do, which was good. So they set goals. We hit that. Nice. Um, we also had a couple like individual game type promo contests uh, through groups, um, where they would do like T-shirts and stuff added, and we turned it into a competition. I ended up placing top two or three in all of those that we did this season. So I won some prizes, nice. which was pretty nice. Uh, yeah, but it was cool. So what would you say is your dream job then? My dream job, still trying to figure that out, to be honest, completely. Uh, still fresh out of college, but yeah. I do really love sales now that I'm in it. Um, and my on-campus job on college, actually, I got promoted through a chain pretty quickly with uh it was an intramural sports of campus recreation and ended up working as an interim graduate assistant uh as an undergrad student and it kind of let me lead and manage our whole team um even people who are my peers the whole time so I do like the managerial side of things I think it would be pretty cool and pretty likely that that's what I would want to end up doing what are the biggest you know, are or is the biggest skill that you'll bring to your next position? For sure. The biggest skill, um, probably my work ethic, um, in sales, you know, that's important, but just in everything I do, I'm a self-starter. I'm really self-driven. It doesn't take a lot to keep me motivated and keep me focused. And you don't have to really watch me to make sure I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. Um, which is super nice. <laughs> Yeah, no, it definitely is, especially coming right out of school. Sometimes um, they need a little kick, you know, to get that that rolling. But if you have that yeah. naturally, it's, it's a huge asset. I mean, because sales, is, especially when you're, you know, just getting into it, is a grind. I don't know how yeah. many calls you had to make there, but it, it definitely, I don't, I don't really know anybody I th that loves just making 100 calls a day. 
and getting yeah. rejected 90% of the time. So I, it's a grind, but the people who can fight through it, um, they learn a lot and it definitely positions them well. So that's good. Um, sure. what, what would you, um, say the biggest area that you need to improve is? Um, I kind of have two, honestly. So saying no is kind of hard for me, which is a little ironic because we hear it all the time in sales. Uh, maybe that'll rub off on me at some point, but right. you know, I really like to volunteer. I really like to do all that stuff. So sometimes I find myself being spread a little bit thin, um, especially being in sales. Like we said, that's a grind. Uh, plus wanting to do all the things with everybody um, and help any way I can in the community with my friends, you know, sometimes that gets tough. Um, and then also spontaneity, which like I work better when I can plan everything out, which in sales is a little bit hard to do sometimes. Uh, I know when I first started, me and my manager would laugh, like I'd go into a meeting and I'd have tried to plan out like every possible scenario, question, outcome, so I could be ready. And that just takes way too much time. But you know, you the get, more you do, it, the easier it gets. Yeah. yeah, you do. <laughs> How would you define success? Um, just getting up every day and liking what you do and liking the people you do it with. Um, I think probably when I graduated, I wouldn't have known how to answer that, but being here with the Spurs, like every day I woke up and I was ready to go to work and excited to see everybody there. So I think that's success. And in your, um, you mentioned that you are open to relocation to the Southeast. Yes. Okay. I mean, about, open to anything in general. That's ideal, right. but I know yeah, they're yeah. few and far between right now. So not opposed to anywhere, really. Moved right. a thousand miles already, so yeah. open to anything. Explore some new areas. Yeah, exactly. How about a fun fact about you personally? So my fun fact, my go-to fun fact, I've been to 12 countries outside of the U.S. Wow. So, yeah, my grocery store job in high school helped pay for those actually so what was it was it part of like um like an organization or something or how did you do that so my high school did summer trips that you could sign up for and helped get you discounts to some of those stuff doing groups but uh i went on one saved up to go to one my parents helped me a little bit with that one got back and i was like i've got to go back so then i did it the other two summers that i was in high school so what was your favorite spot to go to um, probably my favorite place was Algarve, Portugal. Um, we, we did a Spain, Portugal, Morocco trip, and that one was somewhere I definitely want to go back to, but then Morocco and Turkey were pretty interesting. They were just very different than your typical Europe trip, you know, so those were pretty cool too. Can you name all the countries you've been to off the top of your head? Uh, maybe Spain, Portugal, Morocco, Greece, Italy, Turkey uh england the netherlands france italy switzerland nice i'm missing one um who knows i have them like in a note because people will ask me that all the time and it's kind of a lot to remember <laughs> off the top of your head without repeating any yeah so, no it yeah. Is. that's cool i mean i i've never i've only been to canada so so well, i haven't oh yeah so, see yeah <laughs> you gotta go there it's awesome yeah canada and mexico i haven't even hit the other north american countries wow i can't wait to travel but 
Um, no, that, that sounds great. Um, I think you got a great background and the right attitude. So, I, I mean, I'm pretty confident you're going to, you're going to land somewhere pretty soon. So just keep, keep your head up, keep hanging in there and hopefully we can help get you some more exposure. Yeah. I appreciate it. Thanks. Thank you for joining me. Yeah. We're back for another free agent Friday and I've got Amanda Brawley with me. How's it going, Amanda? Good. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. Nice day today. Sun's out. Can't complain. Yeah, it is. It's really hot here. <laughs> yeah. We're, you're in the DC area? Yeah. Mid Northern okay. Virginia. Okay. I'm in Fredericksburg, so probably just south. Not too far. Not too far. Yeah. So let's kind of walk me through your um, college experience that you have and any degrees that you have. Um, so I graduated from Slippery Rock University um, in 2014 with a bachelor's of science in community programs for Americans with disabilities, the adapted physical activity track. <laughs> so a long it's one? a long name. <laughs> um, I think they changed it after I graduated. So it's a little bit shorter, but it's basically working um, in community programs like Special Olympics, Best Buddies, um, stuff like that that's outside of the school. Um, so I did an internship with a place called Dreams for Kids DC. And it basically puts like, the, uh, we did one with the Washington Redskins. Um, we had a one with DC United where we get kids aged two to 24 that have disabilities or are at risk youth. And we bring them to these, um, what we call extreme recesses. And then we have like a fun day with them just playing sports. So it was a lot of fun. So at what point did you decide that you wanted to get in the sports? Um, I think at a young age, like my dad was an ECHL hockey referee. So I was literally at the rink 24 seven with him. Um, So, and he got me into refing and now coaching. So it's, it's been since I was little. Did you play hockey as well? Because I see in your experiences a lot with hockey. Yeah. So I, I grew up playing hockey, and then I went on to play Division three ACHA college hockey at um, Northern Virginia Community College for a year. And then I went and I transferred to Slip Rock and played three years as a defender and goalie. Nice. Nice. Um when you um, got out of school, what was kind of your first experience in sports then? Um, so basically, I was mostly with um, Special Olympics, volunteering and coaching. Um, my dad started a special hockey team, so I literally probably do everything from team managing to assistant coaching, um, coordinating tournaments, everything you can think of I probably have done for the team. I, I remember seeing, um, sled, I think it's sled hockey. And, yeah. uh, man, that's, there's some talent. It's, it's like, it's, it's crazy. I mean, that's so much strength and, you know, upper body. It's, uh, yeah. it was, it was fun to watch the, the kids play. Yeah. One of the, um, tournaments we went to in Buffalo, they had like a try sled hockey thing where anybody who wanted to come could come and try it. And I was literally falling down every five seconds. I'm like, I don't have the upper body strength like these guys do. No. So what's kind of your ideal job that you're looking for? So I'm probably looking for either a student 
athlete development or community relations or like directing of some sort. Um, right now, I'm working with Loudoun County Public Schools as a substitute teacher. So I'm basically anywhere they put me, I'm, I'm in. So, and I love working with students. So just kind of thought I could merge both of them together. Yeah. How about, are you open to relocation or are you, you yeah. um, okay. What is, what would you say is your biggest um, skill that you bring to a, a new position? Um, I think my biggest skill is knowing how to adapt and being flexible and adapting on the fly. Um, working with Special Olympics and working with Special Hockey over the years, you know, you got to be ready for anything that comes your way. Like, I've been coaching a under-18 boys team for the past two seasons, and literally every season I say, oh, I've seen it, I've done it, you know, like, <laughs> and then the first season something happened and I'm like, I've yeah. never seen this before. Yeah. And the guys are like, you've been refing as long as I've been alive and you haven't seen this. And I'm like, never seen a match penalty, but yet one of you guys got one. <laughs> <laughs> Just when you think you've seen it all, it happens. Yeah. <laughs> Every time. And never I, fails. And I think like for coaching them, like the first season I was really like kind of nervous. And then like, I remember we, we were up three to two and the scorekeeper didn't turn on the clock and I'm over here like screaming obnoxiously for him to start it. And the other team ended up scoring. And it was just one of those things that like, I didn't realize how much I had to be calm for the kids because they're all up in arms. So it doesn't help that I'm up in arms too. No, it definitely so. does not. What would you say is the biggest area you need to improve on? Um, I think I'm so passionate about sports that I think that I'm loud at some points. Like, I feel like I'm screaming. So I think I kind of got to take it down a notch. Um, if you see me coaching on the with the U18s, like, everybody knows that I'm on the bench because I scream at almost everything, whereas the other two guys have been coaching probably as long as I've been alive. And they're like, Anna's got it. Don't worry. You know, like. That's good. Um, so you're open to relocation, um, defining something there. How about, um, how would you define success? Um, I think with every job, you know, you have different levels of success. I think that if I'm happy somewhere and I love what I'm doing, that's me being successful. Nice. How about a fun personal fact? Um, so I have a 10 year old dog. She literally looks like the target dog. Um, I got her my first year of grad school and she is deaf. So I am learning sign language to teach her certain words. Um, I taught her how to cuddle. So I think that's my nice. biggest accomplishment with that. Man, how that's gotta be very difficult to teach that. Yeah. That would be uh yeah, that's tough. Okay. Very nice. How about, um, talk to me a little bit about your internship that you're with now with the American Special Hockey Association. Yeah, so I'm, I'm actually, I actually have two internships. I'm working with American Special Hockey um, as an intern with the programming department. I'm working with the executive director and the president to kind of build a coaching 
manual and a coaching module for um, special hockey that could be used around the league. Um, and also I think they're trying to expand into Canada too. So I think that's about 75 teams that I will go out to. Um, and then I'm working with the Bob Feller Active Valor Foundation and I am helping coordinate a virtual run for veteran suicide at the beginning of August. Like where did you get your passion for the stuff that you're working on? Cause I mean, you know, you're working on a lot of great um, programs. Um, yeah. So my, my younger brother actually has a disability. So I've been around the um, disability sport community my whole life. Um, and just kind of growing up that way is, is like kind of being the older sister, kind of got to take care of little brother type thing. <laughs> yeah. um, and just seeing like when I was younger, my brother would sit on the bench with us. And, and I remember like his first phrase was, do not let them score. <laughs> and that's all he would say. And he would go sit back down. Nice. And I'm like, okay, you know, like I won't let, I'll try not to let them score, <laughs> but like, and then, like, growing up, my dad started the Cool Cats, and I kind of got mostly in with them. And, you know, it's... What's the Cool Cats? Um, it's a, So, it's a local special hockey team in okay. Arlington, Virginia. And we practice out of the Capitals um, ice arena okay. for when they practice. Nice. So, yeah. No, that's... I mean, I think that's... It's really cool how you are bringing those passions together and... Uh, you know, I'm sure that, uh, you know, you're going to find that good mix, um, you know, of what you're looking for. So hopefully we can help get you some exposure in front of um, our network. And, you know, if there's anything that we can do to help, you know, let us know. But uh, it was great having you join me here today. Yeah, thank you for having me. All right, we're back for another Free Agent Friday, and I've got Will Biba with me. How's it going, Will? I'm pretty good. How are you? It's a great day here in Northern Virginia. <laughs> so can't complain. Can't complain. Let's start off with where you went to school. Um, any degrees that you had? Sure. I, uh, I started at Texas A&M here in Texas, obviously. I got my bachelor's degree in sports management there with a minor in business. And then I moved on to University of the, Car University of the Incarnate Word in San Antonio, Texas here uh, for my master's and I got my master's uh, in sport management as well. At what point did you decide you wanted to get in the sports business? I grew up playing just about every sport you could possibly think of. Um, I was one of those guys that I was good enough to make every team, but not good enough to start on hardly any of them. Right. You know? So uh, it, was, it was a fun ride. I, I liked being able to learn and play everything. And I think if maybe if I had just focused on one, I might have been able to do something with it. But uh, I wouldn't have traded it for anything. I loved playing everything and getting to know all sorts of different people. Um, and so that kind of like brought me into when I went, started looking at different colleges and universities and what I wanted to study. You know, I, there's a whole bunch of options, but I, I thought, you know, sports is, is really what I love. It's, it's what I love to play and do, watch. So why not continue on that path if it's possible? And uh, looking at Texas A&M, they had a sport management program and said, sounds perfect. Sign me up. It's always a good one. It's always a good one. So when you were at school, did you do any internships or volunteer work? So we were required to do one internship uh, to, for, our, for our coursework. 
Uh, I interned with the AM athletic department uh, in their facilities uh, management group. So I was uh, the student development manager for uh, the zone club, which is essentially the club room and all of the uh, different facilities for the uh, football stadium and the indoor track. Very nice. So what was kind of your first position when you got out of school? So when I finished that uh, internship, I graduated and ended up going right back to work the next day for A&M. Uh, they were just getting ready to start all their renovations on Kyle Field and you know do all the, the big work. So during my internship, I was part of that team that was helping with the design and you know what we were going to do to the stadium to make it more student friendly, more fan friendly, and make it you know the kind of mecca that it is today in the college football world. And the assistant manager that was in my department had just taken a new position, and they said, "Hey, we don't have a full time position for you." but you know we've got three months till the end of the football season you've already started this project stay on let's uh let's get this going and then when season's over you know we'll figure it out from there and so i got to take on that that assistant manager role for three or four months throughout the football season and then uh, when that season ended i had some other opportunities arrive so i ended up going on to work for uh, as a contractor for uh, NRG Park and the Houston Astrodome, uh, doing some more renovation, more uh, memorabilia stuff, and kind of pulling all the, the monuments, plaques, memorabilia out of the Astrodome for a month while I bridged that gap and tried to figure out what my next move was. And when that ended, I ended up being able to take start grad school. Nice. Were you working or doing any internships during grad school? So during grad school, I was a graduate assistant in the sports and wellness uh, department, which was a branch of the athletic department at the time. And eventually it kind of phased out into its own department under the student activities uh, realm for the university. But during that time, I was running the rec sports and intramurals program, as well as helping to run the wellness center, the natatorium, a little bit with club sports and that sort of thing. And then throughout that time, uh, NRG Park actually called uh, a few more times and said, hey, do you want to come do some more contract work for us? A, a couple weeks here, a couple weeks there. So I had the, the privilege of getting to come down uh, to Houston and doing the NCAA regionals for men's basketball. And then got a chance to come back and do the final four the following year. And nice. then when I graduated, they said, hey, we've got a get ready for the Super Bowl this year now. So do you want to come do it again? I said, sure, why not? So it was it was definitely interesting. Luckily, my professors were all very open to the idea of me missing a couple weeks at a time to, to come on down and do that. But I got to keep up with my coursework, you know, writing papers in the press row is uh, always fun at the Final Four. Yeah, you can't... Uh... You can't miss that experience though either. I mean, then Absolutely. that's pretty cool. If you want to do this, then, you know, report back. When you come back, let us know how it went and we'll figure something out. We'll, we'll make it worth your while. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I always say, you know, ex work experience, you know, trumps, you know, education in a lot of, a lot of times. I mean, I, I like people 
I like to know that they have already had some of those experiences and I'm sure that's probably really helped out. What kind of stuff were you doing after that? So following, so I, when I finished grad school, I started doing some work for the Super Bowl. So I spent about five weeks as a contractor leading up to the the Super Bowl. And then after the Super Bowl, they, uh, NRG said, Hey, we've got rodeo coming up. Uh, You want to stay around for a few weeks during rodeo? And, you know, Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo is one of the biggest in the world. So, you know, wow. it takes over an entire 350-acre property, has a full stadium, full convention center, full arena is all part of it, plus the grounds for carnivals and parking and stuff. And so they said, you know, can you come help? And I said, absolutely. I don't have anything better to do. I don't have a full-time job yet. <laughs> so um, about halfway through that, they had a position open up in the area that I was helping with. And so... I applied and, you know, interviewed and I said, all right, you start on Monday. And I was like, do, am I stopping what I'm doing now? And they said, on Monday, you'll stop what you're doing. Now. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, they saw, you know, it helps you were there, you know, building those relationships and, and uh, letting people see how you work. You know, it's a good testament to, to yourself that, uh, you know, you were able to start out there as a contractor and kind of move up from there. So um, how did that end um, with, um, SMG or what is it? AG. So it's, it AMG, was no? SMG and it ended up becoming ASM global ASM, yeah. um, when they did had their merger with AEG facilities. Um, but so I had worked as a parking coordinator for a little over a year doing basically any kind of outside operations parking. We never really liked that term for our department because we were doing all of the operations outside, you know, ordering tents and doing all of, all of the, you know, day-to-day operations and event operations outside the facility and then doing parking of cars on as, as in, in a part of that. Um, and then after about a year, they had a operations manager position open up and I said, well, you know, I'm already doing operations, might as well okay. move up. And so I was promoted into an operations manager role for about a year and a half. And then from there, uh, the XFL started. And so, we were getting a team here in Houston and I said, this sounds like fun to be on the more of the client side rather than on the, the operations facility side and applied with them. And I actually finished my uh, position at uh, ASM Global at the time. Uh, Friday afternoon at 3.30, I left. I was in the office for the XFL at 4 o'clock and uh, in my first meeting with the team president at 4.30. So... <laughs> Wow. <laughs> what a busy day. Yeah. And then the next morning we were in a meeting with the league president and commissioner at 8am. So it went, nice. went real quick. So tell me more about that role. Like what kind of duties were you doing there? For the XFL? Yeah. So for the XFL, I was the business and game day operations manager. I worked under uh, Bert Emanuel and Brian Cooper. They were our uh, business operations manager or director, and then the team president. And so while I was there, all the daily business tasks, you know, overseeing budgets and finances and, you know, the general office operations. And because I started right literally the day before training camp started and our, and our rehearsal games, I guess you could say our exhibition games, we, I got thrown into it real quick and they said, Hey, do you want to do uh, the game day presentation, the game presentation fan experience? I said, absolutely. And so 
I was responsible for all fan experience, all fan engagement activities. The I wrote the scripts, the PA script, the in-stadium post script, you know, run of show and everything for the, the on-field presentation as well as overseeing the parking and uh, all of the different aspects and elements outside the stadium that fans interacted with. For instance, a food truck plaza, uh, we had our merchandise stands outside, kids zone. We had a band outside the stadium for a while you're coming in and all of that. What side do you like better? You like working on the team side or, you know, the venue side? Each one has their strong points. You know, I, I really loved in, in the venue side, being able to watch the, the venue change, you know, day by day, hour by hour, even. One of my favorite things to do was to go up to the top of the stadium on the, the highest seat I could. And I would take a picture every like eight hours, you know, when we were changing from a Texans game to Monster Jam to Beyonce concert back to Texans <laughs> game. And, right. you know, every day how it changes, you know, you see those montages when they're changing yeah. hockey into basketball. That was, I always loved that. That was, it was so fulfilling and, you know, being able to see those events happen. But I did really enjoy being able to use more of my creative side to, to create these presentation pieces and to be able to say, hey, I think fans will really enjoy this. I've seen this at this event, you know, and seen this at this event and being able to tie those all together to really create an event that was, I thought fans would want to attend. You know, one of those things we always heard with the XFL was this isn't a stuffy football game. This isn't this isn't your average game. This is more of a rock concert. You know, everybody's into it. Everybody's going nuts. And I said, perfect. And we pulled aspects from, you know, monster truck rallies. And we pulled aspects from soccer games and from concerts and football games at every level, all to create that presentation. And it, it really paid off big in the long run. So I really enjoyed both. I'd say, you know, I'm, I love the, I like being able to be a little more creative now. And so I think that's probably where I'm leaning, but you know, both have their, their positives. So. so what's kind of the ideal job that you're looking for now? Um, if I could do event presentation or event management, I think that would be uh, my, I shouldn't say my ideal, but what I'd, what I'd like to do. Uh, it's not the dream job, but you know, that's. What's, what's the dream job? It's going to sound really weird, um, but I would, my dream is to be Orbit for the Houston Astros, the mascot. You know, I, I would love to be a mascot for a professional team and, you know, get to, you know, have some antics and, you know, <laughs> hang out with fans and and really make that that event special for people. Yeah, have you ever, did you ever get in a mascot costume? I've never been in a mascot costume. Come on, man. Everywhere I've gone. So at the Roughnecks, we, because the, the game, our season was going so quickly, we all kind of said, hey, we're not going to do mascots this year. Mm. Um, but we were in the process when we ended up, you know, shutting our doors to create mascots for for our team. And so kind of getting the design, I was like, if, if I'm getting in this thing, no matter what, <laughs> if, if this changes my position, so be it. So. What do you think is the biggest asset or skill that you're going to bring to the table? I would say my biggest asset, asset or skill would be my ability to problem solve and think on my feet in a quick, you know, chaotic atmosphere. You know, when, when things are going wrong or something's really going right, being able to change gears and change that plan, make a decision, and then 
make it happen all really quickly, I think that's probably my, my biggest asset. Problem solving for me is very important. You know, I definitely, uh, it's probably the number one skill that I want in somebody. I, they got to be able to problem solve. Um, cause in this business, there's always problems coming up and no, nothing ever goes as plan or, yeah. you know, Hey, this went way better than we expected. We actually had that happen a few times with the XFL. Yeah. Hey, people are loving this and we rewrote our script right there. Yeah. You're going to keep going with it. Yep. You know? This is here all the time. So with that, with your, you know, um, your positive side, how about what's, what's the negative? What do you need to work on now? That's always a tough question in an in interview. <laughs> um, I would say probably what I would need to work on most is my ability to delegate in a chaotic situation. And, you know, when I'm problem solving, delegation's not hard because you have to to make it happen. But yeah. I would say, you know, I got a lot better about it during my time at the Houston Roughnecks. But being able to delegate, you know, those daily tasks, I always wanted not necessarily control, but I wanted to be able to see this is how this is happening. And I wanted to make, make sure, sure it gets done and done like right. <laughs> yeah. um, rather than trusting people. But I had a great, a great team at the XFL that I was working with. And so that delegation was actually really easy and really rewarding because I got other people's perspectives and, you know, learning how to figure out what, what they see and the way they do it might not be the way I do it, but they're going to get it done and, you know, we can work together on it. Yeah. I, I had struggled with delegation early on in my career, but it's needed. So I adapted and definitely get a lot more done now because I don't. So how would you, um, do you have any fun facts about yourself? I know that you already said you wanted to be a mascot, so you can't use that one. Right. That, that uh, would have been my go-to. <laughs> What would uh, most people maybe not know about you or, you know, it's not on your resume, you know, any stories. Oof. So this is going to be really weird and uh, I'll preface that. So <laughs> I worked at a camp uh, for kids with special needs okay. uh, here in Texas uh, throughout college. And I actually started out volunteering there and then ended up getting a position during the summers and on some weekends. And we were doing a, uh, kind of a clean out day um, for the activities. And so one of my coworkers and I, we were cleaning out our nature activity, which we have a lot of animals. Um, and so there's snakes and, you know, turtles and tortoises and you name it, there, we had it. And so we had this big uh, red-tailed boa snake. And so we were cleaning out his, his area. So we put him in a, like a little planter box and he is real tame and everything. Um, and we had some, we we're just pulling stuff out and he ended up getting stuck in like this thick cardboard tube and we ended up having to cut him out of it. And that was probably one of the scariest, most <laughs> times I've ever had. And I think this is probably the first time I've ever telling a story to somebody other than the person I was with. So, it was, so yeah, I guess my weird fact is I got a snake stuck in like essentially a wrapping paper tube and I uh, had to cut it out. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to do that. I'd let the, I'd let it stuck in there. I'll tell you that. So no, well, listen, I appreciate you joining me. Hopefully, um, you know, we can help you get back, back, uh, working, you know, soon. I think, um, you know, your experience and, uh, knowledge is going to definitely be an asset out there. So, you know, if I can help in any way, definitely keep in touch. Hopefully this will help get some more exposure. 
Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on. You're welcome. Well, we're back for another Free Agent Friday, and today I've got Maria Martinez with me. How's it going? Hi, I'm doing good. How are you? Doing good. Doing good. Thanks for joining me. Having me. Thank you. I mean, I'm sure I can speak for myself. We, I really appreciate what you're doing. I'm sure a lot, a lot of other people do as well. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I mean, we've already had a few people land jobs from um, since we did videos. Now, I don't know if that is if we were helpful there or not, but. Um, Hey, they two that I know of are are now employed. So I mean, that's the goal: get people back to work as quickly as we can. And sure. um, you know, the network that I have and and other people have can really help push and get people in front of people. So and and it's what's been great is you see all these other people, random people I don't even know, like sharing and saying, "Hey, tagging somebody else and say you might want to check out this person. They might be a good." good fit for you. So it's been really cool to see people coming together to try to help out. So tell me about um, where you went to school, your degree that you have. Yeah, so I went to school at the University of Texas at Arlington in Arlington, Texas. Um, I graduated with a degree in PR, public relations, and I minored in Spanish. What point did you want to get in the sports? Like, did you always know that or was that just something that came after the fact I always knew that I I was such a big sports nut when I was little I was like a super fan for the Texas Rangers which pray for me because that is a really painful franchise to give your heart away to <laughs> and <laughs> such my, disappointment <laughs> my parents always just kind of knew like when I was seven or eight I would have like these little notebooks and I would like keep track of like all like everything that happened throughout the game and um, yeah, like my dad's friends still, still see me and they're like, Hey, how many RBIs does Rafael Palmero have? I'm like, Oh, <laughs> he was 20. Cause I would know yeah. at any given time. It's so weird. So my dad always thought that I would do that. I wanted to be a teacher. Okay. And, um, then I, I don't know. I, I went to UTA with the purpose of working in sports. Like I was down the street from the Rangers, down the street from the Dallas Cowboys. I was in the middle of both Fort Worth and Dallas and the, um, the opportunities were just endless. So I didn't really know exactly how I was going to land in it, but trying to give myself the best chance. Uh, That's, that's a good spot. So you grew up in that area? Yeah, I grew up in, um, in Mansfield, which is about 20 minutes South. Okay. uh How, um, are you just like, is baseball your thing or? It's, it has my heart, but all of the career has been, been in golf. That's what I saw. I was going to ask you if you were a golfer or <laughs> where that came yeah. from. And it's so funny. So I was, like I said, I was at UTA trying to, you know, kind of break into either the Cowboys or the Rangers. Um, and I couldn't afford to take an unpaid internship, which is a lot of sports offered. Um, but I was friends with the golfers, actually the UTA golf team. Some of them lived across the hall from me in college. And I was over there hanging out one day and, you know, they were talking about how, like, hey, we have a really good team, but nobody really wants to like write about us. And I was like, boys, my chance. Yeah. let's go. So <laughs> I started doing that. I started just writing, like they had such awesome, like personality profiles that I could write about and I just started doing that and the assistant coach had this little blog that I think like the parents read 
and he'd like publish them on that and like, just try to give me publicity. They would pay me in t-shirts. Um, nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then the you, the university's website, the people that ran that asked if I wanted to write for them. So I did a few, a few things for them. Um, and then, yeah, I created that network, which led to other opportunities, which was cool. <laughs> did you do any other internships or anything, volunteer work during college? Yes. So I, um, I worked for ESPN events in Fort Worth and we did, uh, two different bowl games, the Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl. And then the, it was then the Zagsby's Heart of Dallas Bowl. Um, and they both, one of them serviced the military and the other one benefited first responders. And so it was really cool. Gotta love some Zagsby's too. I miss that. There's not one around where I'm at right now. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So what did you get into when you graduated then? When I graduated, I, um, I took a a job in public relations as an account coordinator in construction because I couldn't find anything in sports. And, um, it definitely taught me a lot as far as like account management and just like powering through. I was so used to like loving everything about my job and my job being super exciting. And, you know, I was writing like all of a sudden I found myself making social media plans for like a spray foam insulation company. And it's just not I get real creative at that point. (laughs) Yeah. So it really tested my creativity and like, you know, taught me to like power through like, okay, like not everything's going to be fun. You still have to do it and you still have to do a good job. So, um, did that. And then, Right around 2016, like October 2016, one of the guys that that I knew at UTA that played on the golf team, um, he ended up becoming the assistant pro at Trinity Forest Golf Club, which is where we held the Byron Nelson up until this year. And Trinity Forest was just opening up and he gave me a, a call and was like, you know, I'm not really sure how you can help, but I know that you can help us. Like, do you want to take this leap? And it was a it was a pay cut, but I was like, let's go. Like, I'm so ready to be back. <laughs> um, and sure enough, he, we had no idea. Like when I showed up, there was a shipping container. And then um, then we moved into this double Y trailer. That was trailer. your office? Yeah. Nice. We moved into this double Y trailer and uh, I kind of just did a little bit of everything. I like sat at the front desk and like ran the retail side of it, which the pro shop was like the living room of the trailer. And but like, <laughs> Then I also gone into like the operation side, the like accounting side, accounts payable and receivable. Um, I did a little bit of like HR while I was there and it just kind of consisted of me just wearing many hats. Like, yeah. oh, the boys need help outside, like scrubbing the carts on it, like just everything, which I loved. And so um, there's something really cool about starting a project like that, like from the very beginning and all of a sudden you just you see it grow. I remember right before we had the Byron Nelson, we had this like, you know, we were already in this beautiful clubhouse by then, but I like walked upstairs and just like got a view of the course. And I was like, man, this is so cool. Like I remember when this was dirt and this was a trailer. (laughs) No, I was just, uh, my last recording I did, we were talking about the same thing and it's, uh, I've done a lot of startups and it's very fulfilling when you, you take a idea and concept from from nothing to reality reality so um so yeah so okay you were you were in that chaos for a few years um doing everything what where'd you go next so there's a little 
before there's a little like sidestep from that. So while okay. I was at Trinity Forest, um, there is an, a, a performance academy called Altus Performance that also um, is based at the club. And that is Cameron McCormick. So he coaches people like Jordan Spieth and Daniel Berger. Um, they have their own uh, performance academy and they brought me on part-time kind of remotely as contract to uh, help with their operations. So like I've been running their online store for a little bit and helping with their marketing and, you know, um, helping with any of like the camps that they do for kids, which has also been super fulfilling. But my, where I moved on from Trinity Forest was to Chisholm Sports and Hospitality. And um, I actually started that job the day that sports got canceled. Oh, wow. So I started wow. at 9 a.m. I was so excited. Oh, my gosh. I was so excited. And, like, at 10.30 a.m., Jay Monahan, the, um, the commissioner, canceled, like, all fans and, like, the next five events. I was like, all right. We're yeah. in this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, it was very unfortunate timing, but the, it was such specific timing that I just feel like there's something to be learned here, whatever that is. So what's kind of your ideal position going forward? So my position at Chisholm was this, this like unicorn position that I didn't even know could exist. It was half event management. So corporate events um, for like at different PGA tour stops. So like, you know, they've done activations for like Google at the masters and, you know, they have, they have really cool clients that are just partners of the PGA tour and they get to do really cool events for them. Um, but then also it was half player management. Um, so getting to help, you know, facilitate the logos on the players and facilitate like their travel schedule. And, um, when I hopped on COVID hit, so a lot of players had a lot of like Instagram live requests and media requests and getting to do that, which I loved. I would say like, if I had to, choose my dream job, it would be on that route, maybe media relations for players or working in some kind of player management capacity. Nice. What would you say is your biggest skill that you bring to a new position? Um, I'm a people person. I get my joy from people and I, it doesn't seem to burn out. Um, sometimes I wish it would, <laughs> but no, it doesn't seem to burn out. Um, and I also, I'm so used to wearing so many hats that I just don't feel like I'm above doing the dirty work. Um, and I feel like there's actually a lot to learn from, you know, just doing a little bit of everything, even if that's not what your title is, which in a lot of sports, I mean, that's the case. You, everyone wears many different hats and you just kind of got to get it done. But I think it's maybe the satisfaction that I got from helping Trinity Forest come up and host their first PGA tour event and, now I know like all that stuff is so important. So I think that's a really big skill that I bring. Um, I'm also very organized, but not like, it's not a conventional not OCD. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not type A by any means, but I know what works. Um, and yeah, it, it just works that way. Like, it's lenient, but it still works. Where do you think, yeah. Where do you think you need to um, improve the most? So there's two different things. Um, one that's more like measurable is 
data, like any kind of data analytics, um, not my strong suit, but that's okay. I've kind of like leaned into that this past month and try to take a few courses here online, just kind of get a little better at it. I mean, I haven't had to do much of that in like my previous positions, but I know that, you know, that's something that I wouldn't really know how to do if I had to. So may as well learn right now. And then I get, I don't know, I just always feel like more can be done. And this pandemic has actually taught me like, I can tone that down a little bit. Like you did your best today. It's fine. Right. <laughs> That's all we can ask for. Don't beat yourself up at night and be like, oh, well, I could have done this better and this better. Like, yeah. Are you open to relocation or are you looking for solely Dallas-Fort Worth area? I would be open to relocation if the opportunity was right. But I feel like there's so much growth in Dallas-Fort Worth and especially... Um. Um, you know, with the PGA of America headquarters moving here. Um, and even if I had to go into like sponsorship activation, there's so many companies like oh, moving yeah. here. So, um, yeah, I, I have high hopes for Dallas Fort Worth and I'm, I hope I can find something here. You can't move away from your Rangers. So <laughs> oh my <gosh. laughs> that, that's my, that's my biggest weakness right there, Andrew. I'm a, I'm a Rangers fan. Like it is my most toxic trait is how much I love this franchise that has just broken my heart over the past 20 years. We got to <laughs> find a new one. So how would you define success? You know, I define success as any way of making an impact. So if I helped um, somebody's life, like if I just, you know, if I impacted the way that they did their work for the better, or if I impacted the way that like my team could finish a project better, um, that's really what success is. Uh, I've also like find, like I said earlier, I found a really good joy in like just starting something from the very beginning, like starting a project from its inception to seeing it all the way through. Um, that's really cool. So. Yeah. How about um, fun fact about you? Um, I didn't know English until I was six. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and I actually learned it from um, TV and, like, music, but it was, like, my parents' music, so I was, like, Donna Summer or the Eagles, depending on which parent I was hanging out with. Like, wow. They taught well, me English. <laughs> at, that, at that age, though, I think that's, I mean, it's probably easier than it would be now. Um, oh, absolutely. So, Kids so soak up I took one week of French when I was seven and I still remember everything, but you know, so I how, don't are you history. fluent in what, what are you fluent in? In English and Spanish. Okay. Um, yeah. Which is also something that I've kind of, because of that, um, I don't know, an HR role kind of seems fun. Mm. Um, just because I can reach more people that way. Yeah. No, that sounds great. Um, I appreciate you joining me today. Hopefully we can help get you some, some more exposure and get you back working. Thank you. Thank you so much. I hope you have a great week. Look forward to seeing this. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Free Agent Fridays on The Andrew Haynes Show. If you or anyone you know would be interested in coming on the show or want to get in contact with one of the guests, please reach out to Andrew on LinkedIn.